my last name changed, but it's okay. <laughs> All right. How are we doing? I uh, start working on this message, to be exact, uh, February 16th. Um, I received an email while we're in Cambodia, Phnom Penh, uh, from Pastor Barry. Pastor Barry sent an um, email saying that, hey, uh, would you be open to minister to Catalyst family on May 15th and one time more in June? I said, oh, absolutely. So uh, w what's the theme? He says, well, we're launching a brand new series called uh, Making Wise Choices on Book of Proverbs. Can you do that? And I said, I think so. <laughs> making, wise making wise choices. Um, especially people who are here right now, would you tell your neighbor, you made a wise choice by coming to church today. <laughs> would you do that? You made a wise choice by coming to church in person. God. So, uh, husband, um, I'm going to say something, and I'm going to give you a chance to make a lot of credit points today, okay? <laughs> so whatever I say, say loud amen. Man, you made a wise choice finding your spouse. Amen. <laughs> Good job. Ladies, you made a choice, that's it. So <laughs> no second chance. You're stuck. <laughs> you chose a keeper. Okay, so making choices. Um, I um, start working on it, and March 1st, um, I start going in 21-day fasting. Because uh, two years prior, without knowing, God started asking me to start fasting 21 days. At, we're at Chiang Mai at the time, Chiang Mai, Thailand. And Lord said, 21-day fasting today. I said, okay, Lord, what's it about? On 10th day, Lord said, it's about mercy of God, asking for mercy of God, repenting of your self-reliance. Not me personally, but as humanity. And on March 10, 2020, WHO declared coronavirus pandemic. So that was two and a half years ago. So this year, March 1st, I said, Lord, I'm tired of this COVID-19. I would like to be part of the intercessory team that try to wrap up COVID-19. So I start 21-day uh, uh, fasting. On the 10th day, something really um, wonderful happened. It was terrible in terms of physical condition I had to go through, but something so profound. See, what happened is that March 1st, I start fasting. And it was such supernatural fast. I mean, if you have been fasting, you know. Certain fasting is just so supernatural. You don't feel it. You don't have any temptation. You don't even feel like eating. It was one of those fasting that began so wonderfully. I, I would start bragging to Jenny. Jenny, guess what? Fourth day. I don't feel anything. Is it great? <laughs> and uh, there was to be a, like a game thing that we used to play when our kids were young. This, this little TV game or you know, game console that says, don't get cocky, it's going to get rocky. <laughs> and that's why she said, don't get cocky, it's going to get rocky. And then, bam, I'm hit with this hiccup. It started just hiccup. You know what, we hiccup, right? 
But then this one was very special because it will come to me every three seconds and it will not stop 24 7. Um, it started out as like, okay, whatever, Lord, you know, I'm fasting, so I guess I could hiccup. But then it got really painful because I couldn't sleep for, toward the end, about four or five days straight. I couldn't sleep. And it was so painful. <laughs> And I said, and I even give a name to my hic hiccup called Cuppy. I said, Cuppy, <laughs> just leave me alone, right? And to a point where when it reached uh, six, on the seventh day, between sixth and seventh day, I would hold my pillow, and I couldn't sleep in my bed because I would wake Jenny up all night. So I would be in my office, couch, holding my uh, pillow, and I'll hiccup myself, and then I'll faint because I was so exhausted. I didn't have food for 10 days, and I would just faint, literally faint, and then wake up every two hours, because the hiccup, the copy will wake me up. It's one of those times. The date was March 12th. At 12.45, I was awakened again by copy, and I said, I'm tired of it now. I am a charismatic Christian. I'm going to cast this out in Jesus' name once for all. In the name of Jesus, applying the blood, and I did everything in the book. <laughs> That's what charismatic Christians should do. I, I tried every method that I knew, but it would not go away. So I said, God, what's going on? And then this still voice spoke and said, it's me. Lord said, it's me. And I said, what? Why would you let me suffer like this, Lord? I don't understand. Why would you let me suffer like this? And then it come to realization, if it's God who's waking you up, then, well, enjoy it. <laughs> so I said, okay, well, if you wake me up at 12.45, I guess, I have all night, I'm going to do all night prayer then. So I start brewing my coffee, very strong and start drinking my coffee, one cup, two cups, three cups, and I stay up all night. I just praying, worshiping God. Okay, well, it's you. Well, you want my attention? Well, you got it. All night prayer. I remember four in the morning. Actually, I print this out. March 12th, four in the morning. <laughs> because I went up to the prayer garden, because our uh, facility has, uh, is a, uh, counseling center and research center put together on the fourth floor on the rooftop. Jenny made it into a beautiful uh, prayer garden. So I went up, turned all the light, and was just worshiping the Lord. And there's this downpouring of the message. I preached this message on top of prayer garden, 4 a.m., March 12, 2022, wondering, why, Lord? Why message to Catalyst? At four in the morning, months before it happens. Isn't it peculiar? And did you know that after the preaching, I went to bed and hiccup stopped? <laughs> wow, that was an amazing experience. And the word that the Lord gave me was Proverbs 21, 30 through 31. I'm going to read. This is no wisdom. There is no wisdom. 
or understanding or counsel against the Lord. The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but deliverance is of the Lord. Let me, let me repeat that one more time. There is no wisdom. There is no understanding. There is no counsel against the Lord. The horse is prepared for the day of battle, but deliverance, the salvation, is of the Lord. So, Father God, come and speak to us. Bring your words to us. Deliver us, O oh God, that we will be set free today. We thank you. We praise you. We give you glory. In Jesus' name we prayed. Amen. Jenny and I, we came early this morning and we joined the intercession and we saw another vision. That was kind of a powerful vision. Uh, what Jenny saw, she could share later, but what I saw this morning for this church was a vision of desert, like, you know, Arizona somewhere, desert where all these cactuses grow and, and in the middle of it, this gigantic tree started growing upward and I was beautiful tree. I said, Lord, this should not happen in the desert. Only cactus should grow. And then I started looking deep, and then this deep-rooted tree had a roots all the way down to underground water. And so it's shooting up. And I said, wow, magnificent, Lord. And then this tree started bearing fruit, because trees bear fruit. But then, and then I see start carrots and <laughs> watermelons, and I, what? That's vegetables. And they shouldn't be there. And Lord seems to be saying that this is the picture of catalyst. This tree represents catalyst where all different kinds of food and fruits will grow as a result of this ministry. And I said, hallelujah. Can you say amen to that? Amen. You see, we want a lot of times uniformity. We want things to be same. But you cannot have Unity when everything's same. The word unity, prerequisite, is that we have to be different. Diversity is a foundation in which we could have unity. We cannot just have tree full of cherries. No. Not even fruit. It's, I mean, vegetables like carrots and potatoes and wow. I mean, if you could have tree like that, how fantastic is that? Right? You get to take care of food and fruit. Altogether. And that's the kind of imagery I saw for this church. And I said, Lord, can there be a breakthrough today in the lives of the people who's attending because they made a wise choice to come? And to find out here, it says in Proverbs, there is no wisdom, there is no understanding, there is no counsel against the Lord. So in the context of making wise choices, so I said, Lord, how does that work out? What does that mean, making wise choice? Well, don't go against God's wisdom. Don't go against God's understanding. Don't go against God's counsel. Make wise choice by choosing God because he is the God of salvation. He's the one who will deliver you. See, we think that doing our best way to make a choice, then it's, our path will be straight. No, just choose Jesus. Hold his hand and tell him, let's go. 
And as he leads, the choice, the primary choice made of choosing God will let you. A lot of times in our lives, we don't really have choice. Right? Because you already chose Jesus. Because you chose Jesus, only thing you have to do is listen to him as he says, take up your cross daily and follow me. Wow. You know, uh, in, in my time, in, when I was young and growing up as a Christian, WWJD <laughs> was a huge deal, right? What would Jesus do? And as a young student at college, I mean, everybody would write WWJD, and then I would say, I, I feel uncomfortable about that. Why, why would you ask that? Why would, what would Jesus do? And they would always, why would, you, why would you have a problem with that? I said, seems like you are in control. Seems like you choose. Seems like you have choice. Right? So then ask me, why would you write DWJD? Uh, DWJD means do what Jesus did. Why would you even ask, what would Jesus do as if you had choice? Do what Jesus did. What did he do? <laughs> Love the people. Died on the cross for us. And he says, well, go do the same. Choose cross. Choose cross. Don't go against God's wisdom. Don't go against God's understanding. Don't go against God's counsel. Because when we go through suffering, we start asking the following question, God, if you are such a good God, why would you let me suffer? Why would you let me suffer? Can you imagine? And God, over and over and over again, whether it's Old Testament, New Testament, says, choose me. Follow me. Don't go against your wisdom. I'm going to read text from chosen from New International Version, Berean Study Bible, Amplified Bible, Contemporary English Version, New King James Version, and King James Version of 1 Corinthians 120, Job 515, Psalm 33, 1011, Isaiah 29, 14, 1 Corinthians 319, and Proverbs again. But listen, this is word of the Lord. I'm going to pearl this, I'm going to string these pearls together. And this is very important. So listen, this is all kinds of different versions, but they're saying the same thing, whether it's Old Testament or New Testament. This is word of the Lord. Where is the wise person? Where is the teachers of the law? Where is the philosopher of this age? Has not God made foolish the wisdom of the world? God catches the wise in their craftiness and sweeps away the plans of cunning. God nullifies the counsel of the nations God makes the thoughts and plans of the people ineffective. The counsel of God stands forever. The thought and plan of his heart through all generations. So once again, God, God is speaking, I will do things that shock and amaze them, and I will destroy the wisdom of those who claim to know and understand. For the wisdom of the world is foolishness in God's sight. As it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. There is no wisdom. There is no understanding. There is no counsel against God. 
Everything's prepared for the day of battle. But salvation, the victory, the deliverance is of the Lord. Wow. It starts making sense. You know, we make this Christian life too complicated. And we want to be responsible. We would like to become a better Christian or get at it and, and get, and, and I mean, that's fine and good. I'm not saying that you shouldn't. But at the core of who we are as a followers of Christ, we need to admit that the foundational stage of our faith must be, starts at choosing Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior. Can you say amen to that? Right? In, in our time, we used to sing, I have decided to follow Jesus. You know that one? Come on, old ones. <laughs> Young ones, clueless, but old ones, sing with I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Wow. We chose God. And that is the wisest choice you make. Amen? We chose him because he first chose us. This is undeniable grace. Lord, there's seven plus billion people in the world. Why did you choose me? You chose me, and I have chosen you. And this proverb gets lived out in our life again and again and again. But we try to get away from this unfortunate event called suffering. <laughs> wow. And we say that I take up Jesus is cross daily and follow him. It's like, but well, I don't want to suffer today. <laughs> I was reading uh, Soren Kierkegaard. I do my devotional reading, <laughs> reading Soren Kierkegaard on Christian discourse this morning. And he writes, what is good fortune? Good fortune is what helps me to attain my goal. What leads to the goal, what leads to the goal is good fortune. And misfortune is what would prevent me from attaining my goal. Wow. And he used, he's a Danish philosopher. So he's, he said in Danish, Magdan er Magdan. Magdan is misfortune. And Medgang is good fortune. He starts his discourse or meditation by saying, the joy of it. The misfortune is actually good fortune. What does that mean? Well, because we don't want this misfortune, we don't want this suffering, and yet other writers translating his Danish said, adversity is prosperity, or suffering is prosperity, or suffering actually is a good fortune. Why? Because your suffering would help you to achieve your goal. It's not not suffering. Because you cannot become a character without suffering. That's what the Bible says. Through suffering, you become a character. But Lord, I don't want it. I don't want this hiccup. Take that away from me, Lord. God, I don't want to deal with this relational issue that has stayed lifelong. I don't. 
Oh, I don't want to deal with that children's issue of their issues and, and in-law issues and, and my character issues and, and all this suffering that I'm going through. God, I don't want it. I just want prosperity. <laughs> the prosperity gospel of America. We just want to drive a nice car, live in a nice home, and enough money for the third generation so that I saved up enough for my great-grandchildren. They don't have to work the rest of their life. We just want comfort. We turn comfort to our idol and call it God. And, and, and Kierkegaard seems to be saying, no, but that's not going to get you where you need to be. How many of you have uh, finished a marathon? Raise your hand. Oh, wow, there are a few of you. There are only two kinds of people in the world. <laughs> one who finished marathon and one who didn't finish marathon. <laughs> oh, I forgot to bring my medals. <laughs> I finished 18 marathons, so I know what I'm talking about, right? So don't go, those people who didn't finish marathon, don't go around telling people life is like a marathon. You, sh you have not qualified to say things like that. Only those who raise hands should say, yeah, man, life is like a marathon. <laughs> How many of you finished a LA Marathon? Raise your hand. Ra oh, yeah, LA Marathon, right? I was, I think, on the third LA Marathon or something like that, when it first began. It was grueling, right? The 20th mile starts hitting the Beverly Hill, right? You know that, right? Not, not like you, you know what I'm talking about now, right? <laughs> if you finish the LA Marathon, yeah. 20 miles, they route it so that you will start climbing the Beverly Hills. You know why they did that? Try to be me like Boston. Same thing. Because physically, our body shuts down on 20th mile. Physically, we cannot run anymore. We are not created to run 26 miles. We're created to run 20 miles and stop. So. <laughs> Our body is designed to run 20 miles. So guess what? They start building the 20 mile and uphill so that your body's saying, shut it down, stop, right? It's called the wall. In, in marathoners, world, the wall. You hit the wall, and then your mind kicks in. So if you have strong mind, then you're going to continue. And you know, actually, you know, when you did a 26 mile run, your body kind of moves like, ooh, this is weird. You, know? you don't even think about it, it's just, ooh, it's just moving, right? So you hit the wall, and then many people said, okay, oh, I'm just going to oh, just stretch a little bit. No, you don't want to stretch at that time because you can't get up, right? <laughs> so Beverly Hills, you see bodies lying around. <laughs> this is crazy. It's like that. It's a sign that says you just finished 20 miles, and then the arrow goes right to the Beverly Hills. And some of us, running the race of life, says, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do it. I'm just going to take a walk. Then that's quite misfortune. That's unfortunate thing just happened because you checked out of the race and said, I'm going to choose a comfortable path. See, when Kierkegaard says, Think about it. Whatever leads you to accomplish, complete, 
The goals in your life is a fortunate event. That's a good fortune. In that way, suffering, it is a very good thing. When I start hearing from the Lord, God, isn't it a good thing that I'm trying to fast 21 days? What's up with you? Why do I have this crazy hiccup? For seven days straight, Lord. Are you kidding me? I couldn't sleep. It's me. Fellowship with me. Don't go against my understanding. Don't go against my counsel. Don't go against me. It's me. I went to some similar event many years ago at Oxford. I was a foreign student at Oxford trying to finish my PhD. And, and I hit rock bottom spiritually, just every aspect. And there was a prayer request that I was seeking God and crying out to God, God, I need this Lord answered according to my will, not according to your will. Because it's so painful, Lord. I want you to come and do this, this way, how it should be done. I'm telling you right now, Lord. Because, Lord, I suffer almost, what, seven, eight years because of this. Can you just get it right? Be the good Lord. Come on. Answer me according to my will, and this is how it should be done. And I've been crying out, praying. And I remember uh, some, something woke me up in the middle of the night. Jenny was in Cambodia. I was at Oxford in this little tiny bachelor apartment. And some strange force comes and wakes me up in the middle of the night. And I just woke up like this and go, Whew, what was that? And there was a voice said, jump and kill yourself. Now, I knew it was not from the Lord. <laughs> Sheep hears the voice of the shepherd, and my good shepherd will never say that. And then I immediately sense the presence of enemy. And that night also, I turned it into all my prayer, weeping before the Lord. I said, Lord, I don't want this suffering. I don't want to suffer like this. And then Lord said, why do you think I asked Abraham to offer Isaac? See, it's against every reasonable argument for his obedience. He was unethical. He was a crazy man to offer his son, and God comes to Abraham and said, Do you see Isaac's son you love? Yes, Lord, thank you. Now take him, kill him, open up his stomach, take all the intestine out, chop up his limbs, and burn it as a burnt offering to me. What nonsense. What craziness is that? Lord, I choose not. No. See, Abraham chose God. He chose God. Not who God is and how God should be. That moment is called teleological suspension of the ethical by Kierkegaard. 
Wow, he could make it something so cool, right? <laughs> when it was just agonizing moment. Teleological suspension of the ethical. The ethic has been suspended. He no longer qualifies to follow the ethics of man because now he's following the ethics of God. And to God, ethics is suspended for the purpose of obeying God. And I came to that point, I said, Lord, when I had that panic attack at Oxford, I said, Lord, okay, I offer my children to you. I offer my future to you. I offer my teaching career, my preaching career, everything to you. Because up to that point, Lord said, you have disqualified. You cannot preach for next how many years? And I couldn't preach for three years. I couldn't travel. I couldn't hold meetings. And, and, and we tend to think that we make a choice for God. But the best choice is just choose God. Choose Jesus and do what he did. Amen? Love your neighbor. Provide care sincerely. See, to me, I always get this culture shock because I go and live in Cambodia for three months and come back and and there's a very fine line of something that we don't even know that we're doing as Americans. And yet there's a fine line of us being so capitalistic in our approach to our faith. No, we really believe there's no free lunch. So we only do things that benefit us or benefit church or benefit our family, benefit our children, benefit me eventually. And, and there's no sense of like doing things for because God told you to. Right? Just doing some kindness to somebody that no return is guaranteed. Matter of fact, return is not guaranteed because you are not going to see that person ever again. It's just random people on the street you met. Wrecking them, I call that. Wreck. R. Act. K. Random act of kindness. <laughs> when do you get to wreck somebody in Jesus' name? Amen? Just love them. You don't have to get anything back. In this 21 day of fasting, you know, I, I start swimming because I've been training for um, Ironman. You know what Ironman is? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> you have to be a crazy person to do Ironman, right? There's only two kinds of people in the world. <laughs> one, who, one who's training for Ironman and the other not training for Ironman. I am training for Iron Man right now. I didn't say I did it. I said I'm just training for it. <laughs> so all of you could train for Iron Man. But the prerequisite is that you should be able to swim about two hours nonstop to be out there in the ocean and do two-mile swim. So I've been doing that in Cambodia. The, the new facility, oh, beautiful place. We invite you. Please come. Beautiful swimming, 25 meter, half of the Olympic size, and then water's like bath water, so warm, because it's so hot over there. And the place opens up 6 a.m., and I'm always there 5.59 <laughs> in my swimming trunk, ready to go. And it opens up by a clerk there, and, and she, so she said, hi. And then she said, oh, don't you go in, I sign you up, because I'm there every day. They know my name, they sign for me, and I swim 100 minutes, one hour, 40 minutes, nonstop, right? 
and then I just check up. That's it. 7.40, I'm out. Right? And I do that, and then one day, wow, what a boring job. She has to sit there for eight hours. So one time I just gave her, I feel like a big spender, I gave her 10,000 real. You know what that is? $2.50. So I said, here, 10,000 real. Right? I mean, it's the real money, 10,000 real. Real is their currency uh, uh, unit. Real means fish. So to them, fish is currency. So 10,000 real. And she said, what for? I said, you know, when market opens, you go get yourself cold, cold iced coffee. Said, oh, thank you so much. Okay, right. So in Cambodia, uh, by the way that how high the hand goes up, the respect is given. So as you meet your friend, this is how you, hi, you know, hello, right. When you meet your Lukru teacher, it's got to go a little higher. When you meet monk, then it's got to go way up. See the monk look. So, right. I remember, so specifically, after I gave her 10,000 real, and then a couple days later, I start giving her my books in Khmer, in Cambodia, because I wrote books that translate into Khmer. Hey, here, you're sitting there doing nothing. Why don't you read this book? And, and by the time 21 days was over and we have to come to America, I remember walking out and said, bye, I'm going to America. I specifically remember she stood up and did this. And I said, wow, random act of kindness at work. When was the last time you wrecked somebody in Jesus' name? And, and just to love and do what Jesus did and Take up the cross, and some of you, and I'm going to pretty soon invite Jenny to come and actually release anointing. And some of you have been struggling with some of the points of suffering in your life and wondering to God, why am I suffering like this all the days of my life? That's your cross. And you're going to get somewhere because of that. The enemy has been saying that get rid of it, get rid of it. No, live with it. And then someday, as you come to Jesus, come to me who are heavy laden, I will set you free. The precondition of coming to Christ is that you must be heavy laden. If you get rid of it, you have no reason to get to Christ. Blessed are you. Blessed are you. Are you burdened with salvation of your family members? Are you burdened at all with what's going on in crisis in, in refugees? And I'm so glad one of us in Catalyst going there. Are you burdened at all? Or in your mind, I just want comfort. I just want to live easy life. I just want so much money so I don't have to worry about me, my children. I mean, if that's your life goal, then it took a wrong turn. That's not what Christianity stands for. That can you really take Whatever that comes, because you decide to take that cross, hemera, in Greek, daily. Does that a daily occurrence? Lord, I'll take it. I'll carry it. Till you say, faithful and good servant, you've done well. Take it up. And a lot of times, God gives heavier cross <laughs> in my journey. <laughs> higher level, higher devil. <laughs> 
But it's okay. Our God is able. He that is in me is greater than anything that is in the world. I am crucified with Christ. I no longer live. But who? Jesus, my Lord, my Savior, lives within. Do not go against God's wisdom, God's understanding of your life, God's counsel in your life. But you could do all that you do, and you need to discipline yourself. But admit the salvation, the deliverance, the victory belongs to our Lord Jesus. Amen? Amen. Let us pray. Can I have organists come? And Jenny, would you come? And, you know, uh, as we're sharing that, I just feel like we need to just release this anointing, release this gifting. We want catalysts to just operate in supernatural and just, just embracing you know, so I, I know some of you uh, were going through some physical illness and, and even that. Getting rid of it should not be the goal. But just walking with Christ until he releases you, sets you free. And you will know when that day comes. So Holy Spirit, God, I ask for your anointing. Oh, Father, I ask that your anointing would come and fill, 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 fill touch and father i pray that your spirit will move and touch all throughout this congregation lord we don't want to be found complaining saying things that we shouldn't lord and 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 just seeking comfort and easy life when god when disciples asked you, how can we become your disciple, Lord? Oh, why don't you take up your cross daily and follow me? And we spend too much time trying to get rid of the cross. So Holy Spirit, God, come, anoint, anoint, anoint. Why don't we come to the Lord and how simple it is. Jesus made the way that we can be simply coming to him. Otherwise, only those who are wise in the world will try to figure out salvation. But salvation is for all humanity. And today, we are reminded once again, Father, take away the confusion of our mind. The thing that we made it complicated, the thing that we made it all messed up in our minds. Holy Spirit, come. Give us understanding and true wisdom that comes from you. Father, that wisdom that says, Lord, we just come to the foot of the cross and we lay down our life. Whatever, Lord, that you gave us, we receive and accept. Even when we are walking in the darkness, in the suffering of our, the things that, the loss of our dreams, 
dream of marriage, dream of having an incredible family, dream of having that career and the things that we wanted so much. All those things we lay down at your feet at this time, Lord. The thing that seems so good, seems so prosperous, seems so blessing. We lay it down, Lord. Even those things that, that are darkness things, dark things of our lives, we lay it down. For you said, Lord, even the darkness is like the light. It is same to you. And so, Father, in your good time, in the way of your way, you will make our darkness into light. Yes. And so, Father, at this time, we give you our sickness. We give you our anxieties, yes, Lord. worries, and fears. We give our disappointments. We lay down at your feet, yes, Lord. We lay down all these things at your feet at this time, Lord. Why don't we pray and just give it to the Lord at this time. Father, we thank you, Lord. We lay down all our disappointments, all the difficulties and the suffering. Yes, Lord. Father, we lay down all our confusions, all the things, Lord, that we that doesn't make sense in our minds. We lay it down, Lord. And now, in the name of Jesus, we command those things, those nagging things, the incomplete things in our minds, in our lives that we have been dull to, we have not listened to you. We have not been obedient to you. We have not brought these things at your feet. We command all those things. We lay it down at the feet of Jesus. And we no longer want to carry the things that we are not meant to carry. We command all those things in the name of Jesus to go straight to feet of Jesus. Nowhere else but to the feet of Jesus yes, at this Lord time. God, set us free. Oh, Father. Father, we thank you, Lord, and we pray, Father, that the true obedience, Lord, that we want to give to you, Lord, the offering that we want to give to you, yes, you accept, we know. Yes, and, Father, that there is no anxiety of expectations and disappointments because, Lord, only thing that we want and desire is follow you. So, Father, we thank you for this day. We give you all our offering. Yes, Lord. Jesus' name. name. Jesus' Amen. name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's give God a big hand, shall we? Thank you so much for joining us for our online service. Hope you will join us in person sometime. It will be great to see you and meet you. Don't forget to subscribe to our Catalyst YouTube channel so you don't miss out on anything. And be blessed this week. And as always, thank you, Jesus.